0: The brilliant Sammy Ball, over 36 years old and the 15 year of support competition behind him, gives no signs of tearing the end of his amazing career. Art Monk is now number one, the most prolific fast receiver in the National Football League's history. Touchdown, Washington
1: State. This is Heavy Ho! Show. We talk about all the new coaches in Redskins' camp. A few were retained, but most are new. We talk about Jerry Gray going to the Seahawks. Ken Harvey's Haiti trip. London Fletcher is he in the Pro Bowl. This is Much More Live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all?
2: Yo, 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 what's happening? What is up? What's happening? What's happening? Hey, yo, Welcome Welcome, Greetings, uh, my excellent friend. Here we Episode go. Episode number 201. Two,
1: zero one, two yep. zero, one. The first 200 episodes <laughs> of Harry Hogg Football are finally in the books. I can't believe we actually like stuck with something this long in our entire lives.
2: I almost said so they're first for the anything.
0: I do. But, you know.
2: What? I almost said they're down the drain instead of in the books.
0: You two
2: hundred episodes down the drain.
0: In those well, two hundred
1: episodes, yeah, because in those two hundred episodes, the Redskins have amassed twelve wins, <laughs> <laughs> and three of those. Dude, seriously, games, it's thirteen. Oh, sorry, I wasn't. Um, it, season, John,
2: and it's been in our five years of existence doing Harry Hog football. Thirteen years before that was the last time the Redskins were in a championship game. Since it's championship weekend, I just thought I'd bring that horrible fact up.
1: And Josh is also bringing that up because we made him do the podcast instead of watching the NFC Championship game right now, and he's a little ticked at us.
3: Well, you know, he may needed to to, uh, prepare in advance and make sure he had a television in his recording studio like yours (laughs) truly.
0: No,
2: dude. I want to concentrate on the podcast, not on whether old man Favre is going to make it or old man Breeze. How old is Drew Brees anyway? <laughs>
0: <laughs> How old old is man Brees.
1: He's like twenty five, dude. No,
3: he's like thirty. He's in he his was 30s, in man. San Diego. He was in San Diego before. Uh, before they it, they cut him after that shoulder, sur- shoulder surgery, and he went to New Orleans. He got oh, kicked yeah. out. Before you know, Philip Norville Rivers came Turners. In. Yeah, they got Nor- they got Philip Rivers in the trade. Right. And that humongous trade for Eli Manning
2: or something like that. I don't know. It's not the Redskins. Who cares?
1: Yeah, who cares?
2: Well, I care, and I'll tell you why. And this is why I was watching the game, i said it before. If the Saints go to the Super Bowl, that means London Fletcher will most likely be playing in the Pro
1: Bowl. That's
3: yeah, if I the care. Saints win, London Fletcher will be playing in the Pro Bowl, actually, 100%. You he is Josh, line. you
1: never even watched the Pro Bowl. Why do you care? What are you talking about? I do, too. I even own a Pro Bowl jersey. Yeah, you watched it when number fifty six Mr. Nichols was in there. <laughs> it I may be episode two oh one. It may be a new a new century
3: of episodes, but we still have the same old jokes and comments. I, <laughs> I watch kidding. it
2: every year as a matter of fact. And honestly, um I still can't figure out why that why it's in Miami. I still think it should be in uh in Hawaii. I, I, I,
3: I can't understand why they actually play the Pro Bowl. Before I think the should Super name Bowl. everyone to the Pro Bowl and give them a big old like fat check and just there you go, you're you're the Pro Bowl and not even play it. Playing it is just ridiculous. They should give them a week of vacation to Miami so they can take their families and they shouldn't even have to play the game because no one goes to it, no one watches it, nobody plays hard in it. It's pointless. They could just like, like a baseball all star game. game. Who cares about it?
1: I intend to watch the Pro Bowl every year, and then I always, like, turn it on, and I'll be like, whoa, Pro Bowl's on
0: today?
3: And then you watch (laughs) it for, like, five plays, and you're just like, this sucks. No one's playing hard. No one's trying. Everyone's walking around going, huh, like, they're on the sandlot. Like, they all might as well be wearing, like, Wranglers. Yeah.
1: And you hear, (laughs) like, like, Daniel telling old stories about when he played and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, and like Brett Musburger will be like dead, you know. And, and back in 1983 when Jimmy the Greek and I were doing the NFC Championship game.
2: <laughs> I remember it well. And
3: then like, I would bring oh, that up a- because that was the NA- 1982 NFC Championship game, which of course happened in 83. And, and they're was, telling uh, like... That was the Redskins, the, uh, the shaking of the stadium against mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys. The favored Dallas Cowboys who lost their third nfc championship game in a row
1: and they're talking and they're always talking about some long drawn out story about last time we were in hawaii and we were watching the quarterback challenge oh by the way that was a run for two yards to the right uh blah 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 (laughs) yeah exactly oh by the way that was an interception for a touchdown uh blah blah blah
2: and then everybody's smiling like intercept they're like i intercepted ran it for a touchdown and whoever it was that got burnt like point points and smiles like, you, man, no you, no you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're. <laughs> and they're all smiling and patting each other on the butt, you know, and having a grand old I, yeah. time.
3: They might as well Maybe. be grilling out like on the sidelines and have their golden retrievers and black labs running around out there with them, you know, throwing <laughs> sticks. And, Seriously, <laughs> that, would
2: make it more, that would make it more interesting. They should totally do It would that. be cooler like, for the players. Yeah, and like it really, Kingsford really charcoals no can sense. sponsor it and they can have like all these grills set up on the sideline, like in between the plays <laughs> they can run off and scarf a hot dog down and you know. The two thousand
1: Pro Bowl sponsored Jeez. by Kingsford. And it really makes no sense for the defense anyway, 'cause don't the like, like the defensive backs have to play off like ten yards and they're not allowed to blitz and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I don't think you're allowed yeah, to exactly. really tackle
2: people either.
3: Yeah, you, you don't even get to do like five Mississippi or anything. It's crazy. Yes, yeah, so they can why wear like is, uh...
2: jerseys and flags and helmets if they wanted to. But, You know, they that's why right. like it was flags. such a big
3: deal a few years ago when Sean Taylor lit up that punter, and everyone's like, "Whoa,
2: someone made a hit, and it was on a punter." <laughs> I know. And they're like, "This is the Pro Bowl. You can't do that." Oh wait, we can't say that.
1: Yeah, oh. and like. um. It's pointless. There's no reason for them
3: to play the game.
1: Yeah, why is Rackpo even playing if he can't sack? You You can rush
3: the pass, but when you like when it's you know it's kind of like an in the grasp
2: rule. You know what I'm saying? Like they used to have that. I think they're gonna tell him he can hug, but he can't sack.
0: Basically, (laughs) if you if you Uh, you can
2: go if you can go hug the quarterback, then we'll count it as a sack. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and then Romo's getting all the like, you know, hoping that he's playing. Then. He's a promo, Romo promo wants to play promo just because he heard the words "hug" and "sack" in the same sentence. <laughs>
0: well, dude, can we move on? We, I want to. We got to talk one. about let's, the huge news, dude. Josh,
2: jump. Jump we're like seven minutes in, in, and we haven't even talked about seven,
1: the game. Huh? All right, um, all right, dudes. First thing on the itinerary: the new website
2: is, is up. up. Excellent, it's up. We're still doing some final, um, you know, final tweaking, final works, uh, uh, working on a little bit, but uh, for the most part, it's about 95, 98% there, something like that, as far as what uh, anybody using it would see. Much more streamlined, um, less GAC all over it, so uh, hopefully uh, you'll enjoy that. Social integration with uh, Twitter. Um, Flickr, which we don't have very many Flickr images at this point in time, but you know, we'll work on that. And uh there are just a number of different things uh that that you can do on there. so um it's more about content. So expect to see a lot more posts from us here at Harry Hog Football. Um also since I mentioned the Twitter integration, if you're if you're not following us on Twitter, it's a great time to do it. Just go and uh follow Harry Hog. And as a matter of fact, you can do that right from the website down at the bottom. Where there's a Twitter feed, it says follow. Um,
1: oh, and the smart home, this, I mean, the smartphone thing is sweet too.
2: Yeah, yeah. So if you've got an iPhone or other sort of uh, device out there like that, there's a, um, mobile version of the site that's up and running specifically for the devices. So basically, if you go to the web uh, website, uh, from your phone, it will automatically load into that. So hopefully, uh, you'll enjoy using that. If you run into any issues there, uh, please let me know. Um, and it has not been tested on all, on all mobile devices, such as droid and, and others. So, um, if that's you, let me know what you're running. I appreciate it well,
0: all right.
3: Us- going to the new website, looking at it right now, basically from your description and checking out everything that we've got going on on there. It's like the anti redskins.com. Mm-hmm.
2: It is. It is exactly the anti com, which is kind of what we were going for. Uh, a lot of our graphics have been redrawn, actually hand drawn, to try to sort of yeah, literally redrawn, the, literally redrawn to sort of fuse the vintage styling of analog days when you had to you know look at things that people drew as opposed to things that people let a computer generate. Um, using that with new technology, and uh, hopefully it's coming together pretty well um, in the site. I think my favorite thing is the little drawing down at the very bottom of the site. I don't know why, but I had fun your, drawing the that. the collage out, so. that you have?
3: Yeah, it is a collage. good collage.
2: I like that. Yeah. So, uh
1: I think anyway. my favorite thing is the is the new chat box. It's a little, yeah, little Aaron loves box. the chat yeah.
2: box. Um you know, leave comments. You guys can uh you know, if you were registered on the old site, we have not pulled over your names and passwords from that site, but it literally takes like what? Not even thirty seconds to do that here. Um, we could pull that stuff over if you guys really want to, but uh, the password information uh, we never we don't retain passwords at Harry Hawk Football, so um, you would have to type in a new one anyway. So you may as well just go ahead and register on the new site. If that's a problem for you. Let us know. We're happy to help you out. In any way. Um, yeah,
3: but oh yeah, and one thing that I did notice uh, today, I clicked on an old link that I had in Firefox, and this may be happening with some people, it may not. But if you have us bookmarked, you may need to delete that bookmark and redo it as harryhogsfootball.com and it will work once you uh, delete that bookmark and and put a new bookmark in under the uh, Harry Hog Football, that's H A R R Y Hog um website name. And that will get you there. And if if you're confused, if you're like, I don't know if I'm on the new website or not, it looks nothing like our old website. So if it looks like you're looking at the old website, you're you're still in the old place. Right. So basically, yeah. type it in, type in the address, and it'll take you it to the new place. And just just rebookmark it at that point, and you'll be there on the new, simple to use, much cleaner, and much easier, much more fun. Even at least from our end, to use website.
1: Yeah, so we'll see you there. Moving forward, we got some new coaches this week. Again. And we have some coach cuts.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, first of all, just like we thought would happen, Danny Smith apparently has been retained. Allegedly. Uh, we've been seeing Allegedly. a lot of reports about it for the last couple of days. Um, we did a
3: little bit of hunting this evening to make sure that this is uh, this is actual fact and not just reported by, reported by, reported by, and we haven't seen anything say actual fact, but and it's not up on Redskins.com that he's been retained, and I would imagine that would be a pretty big deal, considering he's the only coach that really had his act together last year. So, as far as we know, there's been lots of reports on ESPN, Comcast Sportsnet, and Sports Illustrated that Danny Smith has been retained as special teams coach, but... It's it's not one hundred percent confirmed, but we feel very strongly here at Harry Hawk Football that that is the case.
1: Yep,
2: Washington Post is is uh, reporting it. They are, they are.
1: There you go. Ooh. They're pretty
2: reliable.
3: Most of the Washington time. Post, is and they don't get important. along with the Redskins, so you know if they're saying it, they're they they either have an agenda or it's actual fact because they're not getting much help from
1: Redskins dot com. <laughs> Dude, they're not getting along with the Redskins because they got stripped of like 100 season tickets that they were abusing a few years ago. Well, the, the, the
3: Redskins line was that they were abusing them and giving away to other people, which they were. People did that all the time. But the Washington Post line was that, oh, we started saying bad stuff and actually calling out Dan Snyder for all the bad things he's doing, unlike any other sports media outlet um, in the D.C. area, and that this is our punishment. So, you know, take your, pick your side on that one.
1: Interesting. I'm not picking a side. I'm just calling it out.
3: We are Harry Hog football. We are not affiliated with either the Redskins or the Washington Post.
1: Okay, Our the coaches that were – we other coach. <laughs> yeah, the other coaches hired this week, defensive line coach, Jacob Burney. Um, I believe Shanahan worked with him in Denver, if I'm not mistaken. Am I mistaken? I don't think so. I think you're right. Same with uh, Bob Slowick. Defensive backs coach. Maybe he could teach him how to catch. Hired. Worked with Shanahan in the past. And new taking the place of the Bugs. Chris Forrester. Um, offensive line coach. I don't think he's worked with Shanahan in the past. I think he comes from San Francisco. Yeah, like, he 49ers. was with
3: the 49ers beforehand.
2: You mentioned so, Sean McVay?
3: Um, um, not yet. He, not yet. We haven't gotten to him. He's He's on oh. the list. We I'm have sorry. we have many coaches to go through.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, while you're there, Sean McVay was hired as an office offensive assistant. He's pretty offensive, dude. He must, you know, kind of like Josh Aww. all day long.
2: Sean McVay,
1: dude, you're n- you're a Sean McTendall. You're offensive. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is, if they abbreviated his um, his title, offensive ass. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's get some more timber falling for that offensive. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> McVay anyway. previously was the off- offensive quality control coach with the Tuskers of the United Football League with Jim Haslett, and he was an offensive assistant. He was assistant offensive,ly offensive, um, with the
1: Bucks. All that. right, so he so he came from Haslett. Haslett was like, yo, Shanahan, we should bring this Forrester dude that worked with me at the Tuskers last year. And Shanahan was like, oh, okay. Is that like so Tusker he dude? From. I think it's interesting we've
3: gotten our defensive coordinator and some other coaches from the Tuskers, um, considering a Tusker is a uh, apparently that their nickname means uh, warthogs, which is
1: basically a hairy hog. Interesting. interesting. Coincidence? Coincidence? We well, do tie it so. together.
2: Coincidence? We don't think so. Uh,
1: also, as know. also hired as junior offensive assistant is John Adams. From <laughs> <laughs> <Arizona Football. laughs> Sorry about uh, that. And Yellow Chumple Kate <laughs> offensive Chumple assistant, Chumple <laughs> <laughs> offensive assistant, and Yellow Kate quality control operator.
3: Oh, yellow, 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 yellow. Oh, oh! who else? <laughs> Steve Jackson, safety's coach, um, has been retained as well. Is he related to, uh, Redskins.
2: is he related to Bo
1: Jackson? He who? might be related to, uh, lots of Jacksons.
2: You know, Bo, Bo knows.
1: Bo He, knows, might, be rel- dude, he might be related to Michael for all I know.
3: Dude, Bo Jackson, before that art, that hip went bad on him, he was still one of the baddest football players I ever remember watching. Who knows? Yeah, he was good. He was Bo good knows knows. baseball. You remember Dude, all those Diddley? He knows Diddley. He knows Diddley. All I know right. is all I remember is Bo Jackson running over Brian Bosworth <laughs> when he was on the Seahawks. And then just continuing to, I don't think it was the same play, but it was the same game where he just continued to run and ran all the way into the tunnel. Like out of the stadium almost. Like all Forrest Gump style. Except it was before <laughs> Forrest Gump. <laughs>
0: nice.
3: Anyway, so, he was awesome. And, it, man, before his hip, that, that hip injury, man, he was awesome.
1: But what he has to do with Steve Jackson, the Redskins' safeties coach? We don't know. I have no idea.
0: He doesn't have anything to up. do with
3: him. However, he does have a connection to, because that play that I'm talking about happened in Seattle, and Jerry Gray, it has been
0: confirmed
3: on his Wikipedia page, is now a coach in the Seattle Seahawks. What? Really?
1: It's been confirmed by his Wikipedia page, which we are. Confirmed by his
3: Wikipedia page, so we know it must be fact.
2: Must be. It must be a fact. Only the best reliable information comes from Wikipedia. And if you don't believe me, look it up on Wikipedia.
1: Dude. (laughs) That pretty much rounds out the coach's carousel, except with the exception of a wide receivers coach, which we do not have at the moment.
3: A wide receivers coach. I'm looking at the coach's list. On WashingtonRedskins.com, which was not updated last week, but it is updated right now with people like Lou Spanos as the linebackers coach we mentioned last week. Um, some guys I've never even heard of way back at the bottom, like Harrison Bernstein, John Hastings, conditioning guys. Um, but we, you're all right, Aaron, we do not, Yellow Cake McDermish. Um, <laughs> we do not have a, a wide receivers coach at this time, so we'll have at least hopefully one coach to talk about next week.
1: Hog Hey dude, the rumor that I heard was that Art Monk was gonna be the wide receiver still. <laughs>
3: this has been unconfirmed by Harry Hog Football.
0: Wait, I think I read convenient. that on the Bleacher that's Report.
3: Oh. oh
2: dude,
0: dude.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna let you go off on that about it because you hate the bleacher report even more than
1: I do. I'm adding I that to Wikipedia right, right now. I think the What's... bleacher report just makes stuff up to try to They get do. It. To try to get people to go to their site and get more traffic on there. The Bleacher because, Report is
3: like the Fox Sports of, <laughs> of blogs, man. They'll be like, you know, someone will say, um, I'm thinking of going down the street. And they'll be like, the world ends because someone walked down the street and got a Starbucks coffee. And you're like, where the hell did that come from? I mean, it's that <laughs> much of a stretch. They'll they'll take something and twist it into complete, absolute lies. And they do it every. Day, and then, Aaron, like you were telling me beforehand, um, before we started recording, and then the next day, they'll do another report, and it'll completely contradict what they were saying the day before.
1: And it'll always be like, sources say, or sources close to the situation say. I completely made up the story, and I say. <laughs> no, or terrible. sometimes, sometimes it'll be like some analyst guy, or... You don't even know if he's ever even watched one Redskins game. And he'll be like, Redskins needs for the draft. And it'll be like, the Re- like I was reading this this morning. It was like, the Redskins should take this guy, offensive lineman, in the first round. If they don't take this quarterback. Or they might take this safety and surprise everyone. Or they could take this linebacker. But if they don't in the second round, they should take the linebacker here. Or they could take this offensive guy. And it's like, dude, make up your mind. Who do you think they mm-hmm. should take? Yeah, I that, that's someone
3: just like being completely safe and covering every single base. It's like they could take this guy or this guy or this guy or this guy or this guy. Yeah, what the
1: heck? And they probably had the same report for other teams and just like copy and paste the stuff about. <laughs> you know yeah. the stuff the about Redskins the Redskins should take
3: this. The Giants should take this guy. The Saints <laughs> should take this guy.
1: The Redskins finished blank in passing last year. <laughs>
2: For the Dolphins, press three. So yeah,
0: if anyway. you guys
3: ever go to the Bleacher Report, BleacherReport dot com, and and you're reading stuff on the Redskins, they're even less factual than we are. So really, <laughs> take everything that they say with two grains
1: of salt, dude. Worse hey, than dudes. that, they're less factual than Redskins.com. Speaking of dude, factual, seriously, and,
2: and I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting off topic a little hit a little bit here, but speaking of factual, I was uh, having a conversation with a friend of mine today who's a really big Panthers fan, uh, kind of like we're really big Redskins fans. Obviously, he hasn't been a Panthers fan as long as we've been a Redskins fan. Um, was he a Redskins but, fan before he became a Panthers fan? He was not. He was not. He was basically uh-huh. uh, not really into football until the Panthers came um, <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, I'm talking to him. Was and, he alive? Uh, he said, so what do you know about Jason Campbell? I said, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, you know, there's a lot of buzz on Panthers uh forums and sites that the Panthers would really be interested in Jason Campbell this season Um and, and possibly yeah. picking him up for their quarterback.
1: I think the Redskins are going to keep him for this year. I really do.
2: Uh, I explained a the whole restricted free agent thing or unrestricted depending, blah, 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 and. So, I we think don't Jake have a. Jake is done in Carolina though.
1: Dude, Jake, yeah, Aaron, you make a good point. If we don't
3: have, if we don't have uh, Jason Campbell, we don't have a quarterback unless we do what McShay and Kuyper are both saying on ESPN that the Redskins are going to take Sam Bradford with the four pick, um, which I think would be a huge mistake. But let's save that for when we get more into the taint of the off season.
2: Yeah, right on. So back to the list of cut cut coaches and new coaches. Did we talk about uh, Sherm, what's-his-face, being cut? I think we talked uh, about the Shermans getting cut last week.
1: Okay, we good. didn't talk about the fact that Sherman Smith, I believe, was hired as a running backs coach for, I want to say, Seattle? Uh, uh, the, Tuskers.
3: <laughs> the Tuskers.
2: The Tuskers. I think, I think I
3: one of the Shermans was hired to be
1: on the next Charlie Brown cartoon one of them was was hired by the giant sequoia redwoods in the ufl (laughs) (laughs) all right i think Uh, that's the end of the uh,
3: coaching carousel this week guys unless you have anything else um any breaking news
1: i have some breaking news
3: like the wind
1: i have some breaking news it's on our website you can get Tony Romo small man hand balls
0: <laughs> at Walmart.
1: No, it's a Target, dude. It's a Target at They're Target. fifteen ninety seven. Pass them out to all your small man hand friends,
0: <laughs> dude. I was,
2: I was literally walking through Target, and and that was like all the footballs they had were that, except for like there were two footballs that were just regular old brown football, and all the rest of them were Tony Romo
1: balls. Dude, well, the record, you know what's I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry. That's because all the Cowboys fans after they lost last week returned the balls that they bought.
0: <laughs> dude, you're no, totally
2: that's right. That's not true. Speaking the Cowboys of that, fans wouldn't have wouldn't have kept the box.
3: Uh Dude, speaking of that, how many red, or Cowboys jerseys and hats and things did you guys see before that game? And then like the day because we recorded the podcast like that night, didn't we? And then after that how many red, or Cowboys jerseys and things like that did you see the day after the game or since then? I've seen like one. One dude wearing a hat that was like all beat up and like red, redneck style like he wears every day. Of course, he was wearing it backwards just like Tony Romo. But he had a hat. and You could tell he's had that hat for years, so you know he's an actual real fan. Nobody was wearing their Cowboys crap after that game was over. Oh, man. Typical Fairweather fans. The worst of the worst.
1: I've seen one though. My friend Sean wore his after. That. Yeah, but he's a real fan. Dude, That's true. He's a real Cowboys I, um, fan.
2: I wrote a I'm sorry about your Cowboys email to some uh some friends of mine that are that are Cowboys fans and they didn't even respond. That's another thing, dude. That's what other Redskins fans that I see
3: during my work week were just like, "Dude, I I've been like I get all these calls all during the season from these guys." Oh, how'd your Redskins do? How'd your Redskins do? All oh, the Redskins lost and all this stuff. I called all my friends after that game, and none of them called me back. <laughs> That's what all these people were telling me about the, the, uh, the Cowboys fans that they have, bothering them all year about when the Redskins lose. Calling them on the phone, and then after the Cowboys lost, he called all his Dallas friends, and not a single one of them picked up the phone, and not a single one called him back. They're terrible. Anyway, looking no at these way. Tony Romo small balls, um, you know what's really weak about that, Josh, is you saw the picture of those in Raleigh, and they're yep. like Carolina Panthers looking color. So how many of those got picked up by people, and they are like, oh, wait, ew, and threw it back down?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe I they know. got shipped
3: there because someone thought that they were a Cowboy football.
2: You know, you were talking about jerseys and stuff, and people, did I talk about my conspiracy theory about about jerseys and... Like Marshalls and TJ (laughs) Max. No, I tell you, I didn't tell you guys about that. No, my my theory is that at the end of any given season, you know, especially a season like the Redskins had, where the season ended prematurely, meaning they didn't get to the playoffs. Um, Meaning they didn't. You go into like a Marshalls or a TJ Max, you'll find like racks of jerseys redskins jerseys yeah if you're in that particular area uh you know if you're in new york they might be giants or jets jerseys whatever but my theory is once they hit the marshalls or the tj maxx you pretty much know that person is gonna be cut next year <laughs> yeah,
1: or they are <laughs> <have been>. because <laughs> or they've been traded already yes
2: because dude if you find if you go in there and find a jersey of somebody that's still on the team you know they're pretty much done because Like the team has all of these jerseys that they have Reebok make and then they release a certain number of them to outlets that are beyond, you know, NFL store and whatnot. And once they do that, you know, that means they're trying to clean house and make what they can on these jerseys. That's my theory. That's my theory. And I just want to point out that there was a rack of Clinton Portis jerseys in the Marshalls.
1: Dude, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. you got to be careful saying that because now Bleacher Report tomorrow is going to report that Clinton <laughs> Portis has been cut uh, based <laughs> on this information.
3: <laughs> totally, dude. Totally.
1: Oh, man. Anyway, anyway there it let's is. get back on track here, dudes. Um, the big news, or phew, not the big news. Well, yeah, the well, big news kind from of the week. It is big news. According to the letters that the Redskins sent to season ticket holders... There will or the be, season
3: ticket listees, because yeah. I got two. I got No, I got three of them.
1: There will be not one, but two 100-foot by 30-foot uh, high-definition screens installed LED screens. at the Jack. And you know what this means to me? This means that we probably don't have to see that guy like pounding on the defense sign anymore, looking all like he shouldn't be.
3: Like you mean those three dudes mm-hmm. that are like, you can't see their arms are moving up and down, both of them, like all three of them. So their six arms are all moving up and down at the same time, but you can't mm-hmm. see where their hands are. But it looks like they're in a really bad place.
1: Yeah, those guys. I'm going to be probably... really
3: depressed that that's gone,
1: dude. Those guys are probably God! <laughs> now they're going to have goodness. those guys in high definition, so you'll be able to. <laughs> see <what
0: they're>
3: doing. <laughs> dude. So North... basically, what you're saying is the uh, the light bright boards are are base are going to be cut. And they're going to have these humongous 100-foot screens. I do have to say they have on Redskins.com, they have a picture of what they believe it's going to look like with uh, Brian Arakpo up there. And if you've been to the stadium or you remember what the end zones look like, you have the scoreboard on one. In one end zone, you're looking in the end zone, you have the scoreboard up, and next to that you have the uh, the the light, bright, like picture where the dudes do the, the bad... Um, <laughs> Messing hand around jive, stuff and stuff. Where all they that do the stuff. hand jive. Where they do the hand jive um, together at the same time, and uh, <laughs> that entire area will be encompassed by one enormous LED screen, um, and they're going to do that at both ends. And I do have to say, in 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 a uh, for in the the email from the Redskins, it says it comes from Bruce Allen, and basically they're like, we're putting up punter-proof scoreboards, busting on Dallas.
1: Oh yeah, I heard about that.
3: Which uh it, which uh it, I'm really happy to see that Bruce Allen, a and a son of, of the legendary coach, is coming in and putting a little jab at the Cowboys already.
1: I like dude, that a lot. It also said they're putting some screens around other screens in the lower bowl area. Dude, well,
2: I would smaller. be willing to bet. I would be willing to bet that they're Daktronics screens. Not that anybody cares about that. But I used to represent Dactronics and Electronics got the contract to build screens for the Baltimore Ravens back in December, and they're building a similar. It's like thirty feet by a hundred feet wide screen for Baltimore, and I'm betting that like that was happening. And the Danny was like, "Baltimore's doing what?"
1: And we need they, two of those screens,
2: and they ran over there and was like, "We'll take 2 So <laughs>
3: oh, they're doing that. We'll take two of those. Watch them end up like showing up, and they'll suck. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, yeah. they're at you know, least trying. they going to
2: be—they're going to be nice screens. And the funny thing was, yeah, Daktronics we talking- is a
3: high-end company. Actually, not—not to bust on Dactronics, you know—they're actually a very high-end. They've been around for a while. They do—they do super high-quality stuff at stadiums around the world.
2: Oh yeah, um, pretty much any sporting event you go to, whether it's NASCAR or a golf event, you're going to see Dactronics uh, scoreboards everywhere. Um, but yeah. It, it should be pretty cool, I guess. We'll
1: see. Uh, I don't know. They're trying to improve the experience at FedEx Field. They're well, trying they to improve it first by winning. <laughs> yeah, truly.
3: Second by uh, firing all the people that are jerks there, which is almost everybody.
2: Um, I'm a little concerned we're not going to have the guy that has like his hands doing something below the screen level anymore um, because it's kind of funny to watch that guy. You know the. Well, uh, really gonna miss that guy. Well, those three guys. guys dude. Down, There's always defense. three. There's
3: always three of them in that picture.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: And especially they always play this when those guys are on too. <laughs> <laughs> it's third. <Not> <laughs> it's, yeah.
0: <laughs> dude, someone on a blog was like,
1: "Well, the, well, the Redskins need to get rid of those monster truck." Announcers that they have too at the stadium.
3: Oh, they're they're if the one thing that the I was saying this to to Roberto just the other day, I was like, they're doing so many good things with the Redskins right now. They got rid of the, the fake GM, you know. They got a good coach. It looks like you know things look like they're going in the right direction. The one thing now they really need to do is secondarily get rid of those announcers and get some better ones. But get rid of all the people like that, starting with. Larry. Michael. The voice of the Washington Redskins, because he's terrible. Larry.
1: We've already talked about him on at least seven or eight episodes. So let's move forward. Or Next, seventy or uh,
2: eighty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, dude. Well we're gonna go to the break and when we come back, we're gonna talk about Ken Harvey, the director of Redskins responsibility right after this
2: this is Harry hog football the original redskins fans podcast now in high definition only at harryhogfootball.com and
0: redskinsbook.com we're sorry the number you have dialed is not in service this
1: All right, we're back. In Josh. In about another 50 minutes, dude, if you still have that problem, you're going to have to call the doctor. Will you be ready? <laughs> <laughs> John,
2: you say that every week and we still laugh at it. I'm sure people I'm sure the
0: I'm
2: sure the 7 people that listen to us are like, uh, oh, when they give it, you know, give it a rest with the frequency Alice thing.
1: Hey, yeah. you know what you know what was cracking me up last episode was when you played those clips about when we tried to do that whole episode talking like Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they're, they're, they're in our new. That was so um,
2: funny. They're in our new um, our music, so they'd be in the beginning of this episode too,
1: right? They're in our music.
2: Yeah, they're in, they're built into
1: our. Uh, what you call it?
2: Oh no, they were clips. Built into our
1: things. intro, right? No, the no. They're just they were just your little clips uh, that we. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot because we had clips throughout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the <laughs> time is right, is. <laughs> I think that's You'll like be ready. episode. I think it's episode one forty-seven or one one seventy-one. I can't remember. I think it's one forty-seven.
0: <laughs> yellow cake. <laughs> Aaron,
2: Name <we're> like <laughs> yellow Josh cake. wants us to do the whole episode <laughs> like we're Sean Connery. <laughs> I scored a touchdown with your mother last
3: night (laughs) will you be Uh, ready when the time is right Indiana (laughs) Indiana. will you be ready when the time is right enjoy both of those bathtubs
2: I'm obviously talking to Peyton Manning in Indiana (laughs) will you be ready in two weeks when the time is right are
1: you ready for some football? <laughs> Harry Hogg West is in Indiana. Uh, anyway, on a more serious note, Ken Harvey uh, returned from his trip to Haiti. He, brought, uh, he went with some people on uh, Redskins 1 to deliver some supplies. And there's an article on the Washington Post about his time there. And I think it hit him pretty hard some pretty weighty stuff yeah i mean
3: we all know about the just intense insane devastation that's happened down there in haiti um so it was good we we reported last week that redskins one was sent down there um full of supplies to help with the disaster relief the, the relief from the earthquake and ken harvey went down there um i think as the lead point or as the uh you know the media lead point for the uh the group and uh I think just like anybody else that's been down there, or even just seeing it on the news like us, it's, it's it's been devastating, and to see all that stuff. Um, you know, it's probably, I I imagine going down there and seeing it like he has firsthand. It, it's it's got to be a life changer.
1: He said they were passing out, like, jerseys and shirts and hats and were sleeping in tents on at the airfield, and basically their plane was not even, like, a drop in the bucket to what these people need.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I mean that—that that was the case before the earthquake even hit. I mean, Haiti was the most impoverished country in in the Western Hemisphere before this. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, the entire com- country basically collapsed. None of the ba- buildings, not even the presidential palace, had you know rebar in the walls. So it's they just collapsed. There was nothing.
2: So, and we, pretty, we brought it up last terrible. week and it is a serious situation. So if, if you can give something to that to the situation to help folks in Haiti, um, go yeah. to the American Red Good. Cross website, Doctors Without Borders. There are a number of places you can go to, to donate, uh, yeah. whatever you can, even if it's a buck or five bucks.
1: Yeah, there's a number. And they just had like a big telethon the other night with like 100 artists. Like, I swear, I didn't watch it, but the list that they showed was huge.
3: It was huge. Tons of people. So, And that's something, you know, it's good that it's, it's something that people can get behind, whether you're, you know, left wing, right wing, whatever your politics. Everyone understands what's going on there. And so you don't, it's not a political thing. Everyone can get behind that. So that's good.
2: Yep.
3: Unless you're Rush Limbaugh and you try to make it political. Or Pat Robertson, but anyway, or, or um, Pat Robertson. God, thanks for embarrassing Virginia Beach again. That was great.
1: <laughs> so uh, let's move forward here. Um, London Fletcher, in addition to maybe depending on the outcome of this game, that's probably over by now. Um, could be playing in the Pro Bowl next week, or yeah, next week. But that's true. He's also the finalist for Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, which is given to. Someone that – what is it, John?
3: Aaron is, is trying to lead this in as I frantically get to the website. Um, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award is the only league award that recognizes player off the field community service as well as playing excellence. So, you know, you've got to be a good player on the field and you've got to be a good person off. Um, as a Redskins nominee, this is from Redskins.com. Redskins nominee, Fletcher demonstrated an outstanding balance between civic and professional responsibilities last season. I know just last year or the year before was when they actually renamed the Man of the Year Award, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, um, adding his name to this uh, this award. Um, some of the things he's been doing, is a sports ambassador for the Children's Inn, a sanctuary for sick children treated at the National Institutes of Health. Um I know he's done a lot of stuff where he works with kids. He's also got a thing called London's Brigade where you uh have students visit basically go on big old great field trips like the Capitol Hill and the great uh museums and things like that and having them do uh, uh on top of that also showing them how to be civically responsible, you know, helping the homeless with food and and things of that nature. So, lots of great stuff.
1: Yeah, so congratulations to London for that um honor of being even a finalist and we'll keep right. you posted on on that. And this would be the second
3: year in a row that he has been the finalist for the uh the Redskins nominee for the man of the year. Um but this I believe is the first year he was a finalist. Last year he was a nominee, this year he is actually a finalist. And he's going up against uh one, two, four other finalists. So out of the 32 teams, there are five finalists that he's going up against, including Mike Fury from the Cleveland Browns and Brian Waters from the Chiefs. And I can't remember the other two guys that I saw on the list. Um, it's not on the, here. I saw this on ESPN today, too. Um, the, fi- the winners, the Redskins, have had two winners of this award, the actual the actual award itself, and they were Daryl Green in 96 and uh, uh, Joe Theismann for the Heisman back in 1982.
1: So there you go. Um, congratulations, London, and good luck on winning that award.
3: Good luck on As that. And and just to clarify, if the Saints win the game tonight, um, the the NFC Championship game tonight over the Vikings, then none of the Saints will be in the Pro Bowl, which will bump London Fletcher up to starting linebacker. So that's what we we're referring to before he will finally get his uh his due and get a uh, Pro Bowl nod if that happens.
1: And right now, I know if he's going or not, but we don't want to give it away to Josh because he's t the game.
3: Yeah, Josh is t (laughs) the game, so we don't want to give it away whether he's actually going to be there or not.
1: Anyway.
2: um, Tell by the upbeat in your voice that Barb got beat.
1: Let's move on. Or downbeat. Speaking of someone who is not the man of the year, John's dog, Chad Reinhardt, was arrested.
2: (laughs) I thought John's Um, dog was named Franklin. Dude, you renamed your dog Chad Reinhardt?
3: No. Come here, Chad. Come here, boy. Um, no, Chad Reinhardt was one of those draft picks that I thought had a whole heck of a lot of promise. Um, kind of like this year where I picked uh, Marco Mitchell was kind of my dog from preseason and everything. I was like, that guy's really good. He's a big receiver. You know, he's got a lot of range. He's, he's just a really good player. I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, Chad Reinhardt was a guy I picked a couple years ago for that, and he has turned out to be anything but. Um, so to top it all off, the, the top off the fact that he has just pretty much sucked the last couple years, um, he decided at some point in the middle of the night recently back in, I think it was Iowa, to uh, go get some pizza in the middle of the night. Unfortunately, the pizzeria was closed, so we just sat there and banged on the door and was yanking on the door um, in this town for... Long enough for someone to call the cops, and long enough for the cops to get there and give him a public intoxication. Um. Um. What What would you call they citation arrested. or ticket?
1: I think they brought him downtown.
3: Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, he was arrested. Um. Literally, um, it was at 2 a.m. because the you know, the restaurant was long since closed, and I can just imagine it. See, I I imagine him, Aaron, from our days back in uh, Blacksburg, Virginia, with PKs. And I'm just imagining him in the middle of the night when there's just, like, a few drunk people stumbling around on, like, a Friday or something. And he's going up to the door, and he's just, like, yanking on the door, like, come on, man, let me in. Do, 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 do. Come on, I want some pizza. Do, do,
2: do, do, do. And, you know,
3: the <laughs> place has been long since closed. And so, you know, think about your favorite pizzeria somewhere like that from your college town, folks. And, uh... Think about if you were ever really drunk and you tried to go there when it was closed and you were so drunk you couldn't even uh, figure out it was closed or figure out the fact that the cops were on the way and that they were coming to arrest you. So that's really... Uh,
1: and that's what happened to him.
3: That's basically what happened. He was not driving drunk. Um, apparently what happened is that he refused to breathalyzer, so he was re- arrested... And according to ESPN, he was released by court order. Whatever that means, I'm sure we'll hurry. We'll hear a little bit more about that um, in the future. But I mean, it's really a non-issue. He was drunk. He wanted to get some pizza. He made a little bit of a nuisance of himself, banging on the door of a closed pizzeria, and someone called the cops.
1: All right, so there you go. There you go. Moving forward, uh, Josh, do we have a Tom's trivia for this week?
2: I've not heard from Tom this week. I think he's probably watching the uh, championship games and. In- uh, hasn't realized he needs to call in. So, well, Tom, don't in, tell
3: us what happened.
2: If it gets in, we'll have a uh, Tom's trivia. If it doesn't, yeah. we won't have it this week. But you know, we're really going to be entering the off season here, so um, that's fine. That's cool. So
1: if Tom get if Tom gets trivia his trivia uh, before tomorrow, sometime when I post this podcast, it will go right here.
2: I do want to point something out about Tom's trivia, though. Um,
1: okay, it'll go right here. Okay, go ahead, <laughs> we're back from Tom's Trivia. If we had it, if we had it, what were you yeah. say, if we didn't, we're
2: just gonna keep talking like we are right now. Um, yeah, Tom's Trivia. Uh, in the past, we have offered weekly uh prizes for Tom's Trivia, and that is something we will be doing again through our website. Um, and we're gonna go back to the old uh, uh kind of what we did before with that. Um, for those of you who use Firefox as a web browser, um, it's a great, themable browser, and uh, we highly recommend downloading Firefox 3.6, which is out now. Um, there is a uh, there's a new theming mechanism for Firefox called Persona. It's not really a theme, but when you load 3.6, it'll say, view the Persona gallery. Um, and if you look in there and type a search for Harry Hogg, uh, there is a public persona that, that we put in there. Feel free to load that and use it all day long. However, we will be uh, awarding for Tom's Trivia winners a new, basically limited edition Tom's Trivia winner persona and theme for Firefox in the very near future. So that will be added uh, uh, to our website and access to those folks who uh, who would it. I just wanted to point that out again. We used to do it in the past. We got
1: away from it. We're coming back to the uh to the roots, so there you have it. there you go, so uh moving on, I was pretty excited about this news actually that the red I don't know if the Redskins are considering this or there's just rumors that the Redskins may go back to Carlisle for training camp, and I think that all stemmed from when Shanahan in an interview said that he liked to have training camp away from the hometown. I agree with I that. Think that's, I think that's all it came all, from. Although but, I'd
2: rather see him do it in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Absolutely, that, that's yeah. Cool it would be hockey.
3: really sweet if it would be here in Virginia Beach. But I know that the uh, the last time when they were talking about it last year or the year before, that the beach leaders were balking at spending the uh, two to three million dollars to upgrade the sports complex for the failed minor league soccer team. Um, mm-hmm. However, it is home to the uh, national field hockey teams. And uh, they were, they didn't want to spend the extra money to upgrade it enough so that the Redskins could come down for, um, for their camp, even though it would bring in much more than that for tax dollars. Please, please. Yeah, I, I
1: remember when me and John, or when me and Josh went to Carlisle for training camp once, and it was pretty cool. It was just like this little town, and all of a sudden you like walk across the street, and there's a professional football team there playing
2: There's like a great custard place there. No. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <it> was awesome. <laughs> it was, that's what I remember too. Like we like walked across this like non-busy road and got some custard, and then walked across the road again and went back into like the little high school-sized stadium where they were practicing. <laughs> and there was there was uh, the uh, the Redskins standing right there. It was was the
3: stadium bigger than the one at in a uh, Canton, or was it smaller? Was it similar to that?
1: No, there was not nearly the stands. It it was like, it was like a high school like it was like Princess Anne High School Stadium, John. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Maybe maybe even smaller. It's tiny. If I remember correctly, you could go down and sit on the grass right next to the field. If right
2: by the fence, they would let you sit on the grass.
1: And that was when.
2: When's the last time that we went to that? I think Marty Schottenheimer was there when we went to that in Carlisle. And, that was uh, the, right.
1: that was the day that uh, Jeff George like turned his nose up at me. And <laughs> up. <And laughs> oh, dude, oh yeah, that, that, that was, was a the good day, story.
2: That was the day that my dog had just been drafted as a rookie and he signed my hat.
1: It was a, oh, yeah, it was a pretty surreal um, trip because me and Josh ended up we couldn't get into some campground that we were going to camp at, so we ended up driving and it was like pitch black and Josh found some campground on the map or someone told us there was a campground like five miles down this road turn left here and then right at the barn and you'll see it (laughs) and we like go into this campground and we're like all right we'll camp here and we like set up our tent and in the morning when we woke up we were so freaked out because all these campers looked like they were there for like permanently and they had all these Confederate flags flying everywhere and stuff. And we're, like, <laughs> we're like, dude, let's get out of here as soon as we can. And off in the woods, we heard.
0: <laughs> anyway. Did you hear a car
3: flying there? overhead? With <laughs> no, that but, blazing out of the horn?
1: No, but if we go there again, dude. Um, we're not camping there. Let's just say that. But anyway. John, <laughs> I think we good should... Good old boys. I, I, I thought we were going to save this next story. Do you want to tell it?
3: No, we were saving it for this week. Uh, speaking of training camp, um, I know that, that Joe Bugle had told a whole bunch of stories about his days with the Redskins, which it must have been awesome. Like, How cool would it be to go to a bar with Joe Bugle and just like sit there and like have him tell you stories like this? This story is nasty. So if you're eating your dinner right now, or something like that, or if you're eating hot dogs, um, you might want to fast forward about a minute. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote it from the red from the Washington Post from the DC Sports Blog because because it's just it's just great. Um, quote. Let's see. I'll tell you a funny story about Grimm. We practiced on Wednesday nights. They had a nice little bar in Carlisle, and they had chili dogs and stuff like that. So we had practice that night, and I got in the huddle, and it smelled like a brewery. Now, this is at a, you know, this is at a, a, in Carlisle, of course, speaking of that. And Grim got a little overheated, and I don't mean to say throw up, but he threw up. And he threw up a hot dog. It hit the ground. Like a whole
1: hot dog? (laughs) Like an entire hot dog. Yeah, that's
3: that's the thing. They're just like, it's it's an entire hot dog. So uh, to paraphrase, Grim quote, picked that wiener end quote up off the ground and ate it, <laughs> and 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 said, "Can't waste a good hot dog now." <laughs> <Christy>. <laughs> so
0: Can't basically,
3: and then one of the people from the media was like, "Dude, how did he throw up a whole hot dog?" and no, he said it before that quote. He said, how did he throw up a whole hot dog? And it's like, I don't know. But he picked it back up and said, can't waste a good dog now, and popped but it they, back in his mouth.
1: They said that he picked it up and, like, wiped it off. <laughs> like, he blew he it
3: is... off. He didn't wipe it off. He <laughs> blew it off and shook it to get, like, like you know, the grass off of it.
1: Not that he cared about the bile. He just cared about the grass that was on it.
3: And then they asked Doc Walker. It also says in here that they asked Doc Walker. They were just like, dude, like, afterwards. like, dude, Doc. Seriously, he can't possibly throw up a whole hot dog. And Doc Walker was like, he
0: can.
3: <laughs> but he blew. He was there. He said, "Quote." Doc Walker said, "No, Bugle said he can. He should have got those hot dog contest or gotten those hot dog contests where you can eat the most. But he blew the grass off before he ate the rest. You know, to hey, make dude. sure that people knew he wasn't that gross."
1: Dude, I Only thing I'm going to say about this is I don't know what's grosser. Hearing that story or thinking about someone eating a hot dog whole. (laughs) I don't
2: even know where to begin about how long Uh, that is. Yeah,
3: that's pretty nasty. So if Russ Grimm makes the Hall of Fame, um, we'll make sure we bring a sign with us that says, Have a hot dog, Russ.
0: Oh, and the man. thing is,
3: apparently Joe Bugle told a bunch of stories about that over the ne- the few days uh, after that, um, about great stories about the hogs. And, and, you know, he couldn't even tell the best stories. That's the thing. You know he's got some stories in secret that all those guys will take to their graves that he couldn't even tell. So that's probably just like the tip of the iceberg.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty nasty. Yeah, that's, real, anyway, that's really uh, it- raunch. I think it's about time to wrap this episode up. I'll bring back the classic ending music here. Solid. Um, If you guys check out the new website, it's pretty sweet. Send us an email, Redskinsfanharryhogfootball.com, or tweet us at HarryHog. And let me see. I think that's about it. If you guys... uh, See a Cowboys fan this week. Wait, first of all, hail to the Redskins. And then, if you see a Cowboys fan this week,
0: i oh make sure you joke him. Um.
1: Joke up. You need to joke him. Joke him.
0: Technical difficulties on
2: Aaron's
0: music part. Bye-bye.